1: Happy game day, Hokey Nation. Happy Monday, January 23rd. We got a great show for you today. It's Duke Day in Blacksburg. TSL Today starts right now. Thanks so much for being with us, whether you're joining us on YouTube, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you are joining us from. Be sure to go ahead and give us some feedback. Leave a like, comment, and subscribe. And as always, today's show is brought to you by Triumph NIL. Well, we got a special surprise for you today, so let's go ahead and introduce everybody on set. Across the way, Mr. Carter Hill. Behind the scenes, Nick Brown. And here we go. The legendary voice of the Hokies, Mr. Bill Roth, is on the set. Bill, thanks so much for being here.
0: Nice to be here on a big game day and a big class day for you and Carter today. Yeah, <laughs> that was very true. Coming up, you guys will be making uh, your debut in uh, yes. class this afternoon as well for this semester, won't
2: you? Yes. yes, after missing last Wednesday's class to go to UVA. You had a, a good excuse. You we guys. did have a good excuse. We got the name We were covering the game.
1: Absolutely. So uh, we brought Bill on today because uh, we wanted to talk about, um, now we always bring up uh, all of his favorite moments inside Lane Stadium. You got Tyrod did it, Mikey. Uh, You got the D'Angelo Hall fumble and and take to the end zone. You got all these great calls inside Lane Stadium and on the football team. Nobody ever talks about the basketball. Bill, we wanted to talk today about some of
0: your favorite moments inside Castle Coliseum with a big game coming up tonight. Oh, yeah, especially with Duke coming here tonight, right? Because some of the great moments in Castle's history have been And when the Blue Devils have visited, this is the first time without Coach K leading the charge into into Castle, which makes it a little bit different. But even going back to uh, the pre-ACC era, it was very rare that Tech would play Duke. So when the Hokies got into the league and the Duke Blue Devils came to Castle, it was quite
2: the experience. I can imagine. I can imagine. The Hokies have actually won four of the last five against Duke and Blacksburg. Which is Hopefully, I know. Hopefully for Virginia Tech's sake, they can make it five of six tonight. They badly, badly, badly need it. Need but it. We can go. By ahead the and way, and, your- and
0: and one very big one at the Barclays Center. True. Oh, yes. Yes. That that well. was
2: one of note.
1: Yes, the that's how the this happened. Right, Virginia Tech Hokies here. with yes. this uh, typo, typo uh, pennant here. Well, Bill, we wanted to, uh, like I said, we wanted to hear from you your favorite moments inside Castle. There's games that include Duke. There's games that don't. You were there for a very, very long time. I know it's a building that means a lot to you. So you know what moments had an impact on you?
0: Yeah, and and, and just for full transparency, these guys gave me like 20 minutes heads up to try to think this through because <laughs> we did. You know, unlike football, where there's only six games a year <laughs> and you can piece them together like that was 2009 and that was 2014 and that was 1996. Basketball, you're talking like 20 home games over 35 years. That's a lot, That's of, a basketball. lot of basketball. And yeah. Try to put the years together. So um, some of them and the, and the number one game, current students and younger fans will probably go, there's no way. Um, but some great memories, even going back to Bimbo Coles, who is Tech's all time scoring leader. And that was, that was even before the Hokies were in the Big East. That was back in the Metro. And we had some amazing games against Southern Miss. And you might say to yourself, why would Virginia Tech and Southern Miss be so memorable? Uh, Bimbo had a 52 point game, a triple overtime game. Southern Miss had really good NCAA tournament teams. Clarence Weatherspoon uh, played for them. And they were just incredible games. And Castle was rocking. And, uh, I think back to Bimbo's games, particularly against Southern Miss, Uh, some Memphis games. Twice Tech beat Memphis. Uh, Once when they were number one, and then another time they had just been they were going to be number one the next day, and Tech beat them again. Mm. So those were the Metro Conference era, Uh, Del Curry and Bimbo and, and and those guys. And Castle was loud and electric even before the Big East before the ACC, and and so I think about those guys as well. But in in more recent times, so I'm I'm cheating here. (laughs) We played a game against Maryland, and there was a big blizzard in Blacksburg, and the fans essentially couldn't get to Castle. And the administration said, just let the students in. They can sit wherever you want. And Gary Williams, the Maryland coach, he was not happy about this uh, because it was basically 9,000 Virginia Tech students for a conference game. That sounds fantastic.
2: I would love that nowadays. That'd that sounds awesome. amazing. Think about it,
1: right behind the visiting bench and everything. That is awesome. They so, would, what was what was that like? Was there an extra added amount
0: of juice to that crowd? Was that probably one of the more raucous crowds you've seen in Castle? I, in in some ways, and I think kids from Northern Virginia can get this, and alums who live up there, like Maryland, was almost may may have been more hated than UVA in basketball. Really, and. I mean, I I never hated either one, so you know I'm not the guy to ask about it. But I bet if you ask a lot of people, the the Gravis Vasquez, uh, the way he would blow kisses to the Tech student section after he'd make a three, that really infuriated our yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and I think I think our players really enjoyed beating Maryland, and uh, uh, so there, was, there were there were some of those Maryland games were great. Um, but in the ACC, Tech's first win over Duke. Mm. Uh, in, in our first year, because going back, so I hit a little history lesson. Uh, we played Duke at Cameron in, in 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 our first year, and it was a bad night. And Seth got thrown out. He got two technicals. He got ejected. And of course, when you get thrown out, you know Seth walked all the way. <laughs> you have to walk by the home bench to get to the visitors' locker room, and you're going by the crazies are just screaming at him, and it was a bad day you can look up the final score but it was probably a 30 or 40 point game. Mm. The return game Tech won. Wow. At Castle. Wow. And that was big. And, and so I think about that, um beating North Carolina when the Tar Heels were number 1. That was a big game. I remember it uh, Brent Musburger had the TV call of it in, in the final few years that he was doing basketball games on ABC. Um but Oh, and uh, Deron Jackson. Uh, Deron Jackson. Deron Washington windmill dunk. Okay. Against BC, those come to mind. Uh, but Travis Jackson was a, a player for the Hokies in our mid 90s during the Bill Foster era. And Tech didn't have great teams in terms of wins and losses, but I bet if you asked a lot of players, the 95 Virginia Tech basketball team was one of their most enjoyable teams they'd ever played on. It's one of my favorites that we've ever had here. That team won the NIT. And in New York, and to get to New York, they had to beat New Mexico State. And Travis Jackson, the center, hit a three-pointer from the left corner. Wow! To beat New Mexico State, and the fans stormed the court, and there there was there was a lot that that was happening during that time at for Virginia Tech basketball. Um, the Hokies have been snubbed Big East membership. I okay. had to go to the Atlantic 10. And that really upset a lot of people. In its march to win the NIT, the Hokies had to go to Providence for a road game. Pete Gillen was coaching Providence. That's kind of the Big East's baby. Right. Big East is headquartered in Providence, and they had just snubbed us. And the Hokies beat Providence on the road. Right. And then to get to New York the next week by beating New Mexico State on Travis's jumper, that might be my all time favorite moment. It seems, looking back on it 30 years ago, a bit odd. That a game that over New Mexico State, I don't think I've ever heard Castle louder.
1: Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
0: What about didn't
1: they? What was it? Carter, bring up the year for me possibly, but uh, they stormed the court. They beat number one Duke at one point, right? 2011.
2: 2011.
0: Yeah. What was that night like? Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Um, you know, the Duke rivalry was really, there was always drama, right? There was always drama with Duke. Someone was getting thrown out, uh, Coach Greenberg. The, uh, <laughs> the the uh, we're playing Duke. I, I vividly remember it was the it was the night. It was a Sunday night game in Durham. Right after Tech had played Florida State in in, uh, in Jacksonville the night before in football. Oh yeah, and lost. And then we had to fly up to Durham for the ACC game and lost on a half court shot by Sean mm. Dockery. Mm-hmm. And I remember it, it always seemed like the Hokies would always have the lead late at Cameron, and there'd be a there'd be a clock issue. And Duke would be out of timeouts, but there would be a 90-second delay while they figured out how much time was going to be put back on the clock. And you'd always roll your eyes. And they're going to put 4.8 seconds on the clock. Like, how is that possible, right? Uh, Just enough time for Duke to get the ball inbounds, take a couple dribbles, and hit a shot. And um, so to finally beat Duke at home was huge. Not that there was anything nefarious about the clock operator at Cameron. Don't take that the (laughs) wrong way. But it it seemed as if there was always some sort of late delay at Cameron uh, that that gave the home team a timeout. But, you know, I think there was so much respect for for Coach Williams at Carolina and Coach K at Duke when you did beat them and and you beat some of their best teams. It really meant a lot. And we were so close, right? Because that game at Duke, Dockery hit the shot. You know, Hokies had that game one, game in Atlanta in the ACC tournament Hansborough had to hit a shot with under two seconds to yeah. go. Hokies had that game won. And, and that's the beauty of ACC basketball, right? The, uh, like the game the other night at Clemson, right? Hokies have the lead late, and Clemson hits it, and it's a heartbreaker. It seemed to me our first 10 years in the league, every game was like that. And even today, every game against Clemson seems to come down to the last shot. So when you win one, particularly over a great coach like a Roy Williams or a
2: Gary Williams or Coach K., uh, it a lot, yeah. I really enjoyed the last time the Hokies met up with Coach K. That went well in up in Brooklyn. Yeah. That February two thousand, that February two thousand eleven, win over Duke. If I'm remembering correctly, was that the Who's Your Daddy game with Seth Curry? Yep. And so, so there was,
0: there was, so whether it was Seth or even before that, you know. When JJ was playing, you know, because because JJ Reddick was from Cave Spring mm-hmm. down in Roanoke, and his dad would sit right behind the bench and complain about the lack of security at Castle Coliseum, and um, there 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 was always a a, a a personal kind of game when it came to Duke. But uh, Dell and Sonia at the time uh, they they wore Duke Duke pullovers with hokey socks. I
2: do remember that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Sat we behind the bench. Who's your daddy with Seth Who's Craig your daddy? Duke. College game day was there. At that time, it was what Reese Davis and Hubert Davis was Hubert on the cast Davis. Now Coach Davis.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Really. And um, who was the guy from Notre Dame? Coach Phelps. Phelps. Yeah. Digger Phelps. Interesting. All right, Bill. Before we let you go, your thoughts on the game
1: tonight? Virginia Tech trying to snap a losing streak here. Uh, Duke coming off of a big win on uh, against Miami, Miami inside uh, Cameron. Your thoughts on tonight's matchup?
0: You know, I think. We learned this last year, right, that just because you don't have a great ACC record in January, that doesn't mean it's the end of the season. Basketball's a tournament game. It's a game um, where you want to get better as the season goes along. And I thought the Hookies played better at UVA. Mm-hmm. And Clemson's really good, by the way. I'm not so sure Clemson's not the best team in the league, okay? But we'll see. It's January, right? And I think the keys tonight, is that what you asked me? I just, just your thoughts on the I think game. the passion of the castle will be great. Awesome. I think it'll be an amazing atmosphere. I know Coach Young wants better guard play tonight. You know your classmate, your SMA classmates, uh, <laughs> Sean <laughs> Padula, and Darius Maddox, they need to step up their games. You, you, you know, to beat Duke, you can't play uh, an average game, right? And, and you have to play really, really well. And right, you hear coaches say it all the time that that like in the NBA and clearly in the ACC, you can play really well and lose. And I think that's what's happened last couple of games. And you can play well and lose. And I, but I think the Hokies will play well tonight. And as you, as Carter mentioned, we've had a, we've seen the Hokies win against Duke at home. What is it? Four out of five. Four out of five. Mm-hmm. And,
2: That's and pretty so, darn good.
0: It is pretty good. Yeah, there's not many teams that are beating Duke at an eighty percent clip on their home court. Mm-hmm. So, but but again, it's a long season. So a win tonight, you you have you have to build on that with Syracuse coming in and then get down to Miami. It's a twenty game conference schedule, and there's a lot of ball to be played. And if you're going to have injuries, you want to have them in January, which Tech unfortunately did. You want to be healthy mid-February through the tournament and and see what happens. Because no one, no one remembers that the Hokies were in seventh place last year. All they remember is they won the tournament. Right. And it doesn't matter what place you're in on January 23rd. It matters are you getting better, are you healthy, going into the, the stretch drive. And we're not even there yet. We're not even into February yet. So I'm excited about it. Duke at Castle. On Big Monday, national television, a sellout crowd. Mm. There aren't that many Big Mondays, guys. No, a blackout. There's there's only like what? There's only like eight weeks of Big Monday. Yeah,
2: January and February. Yeah, and so there's only eight of them. And to get one in Blacksburg is huge. It's always a treat when Duke comes to town. First time with fans since 2019. Wow, it's been four years.
1: Wow, this will be your first. It's It's my my first home Tech Duke game. game. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. The last time they played them here was over COVID. Hokies won that game.
0: Yep. How about that, awesome, Bill. That's great guys, yeah. thanks so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you guys in class. We'll today. see you in class yes. at two thirty.
2: Are you enjoying your time as a sports media analytics student? I absolutely am. So, if you're a prospective SMA student, Virginia Tech is the place to be. Braden, Braden, and we got a, we got a
1: big five star recruit in town today. Uh, Mr. Braden Shank is in town from Connecticut. So, trying to keep building this program uh, SMA
0: wise. Appreciate all uh, your work in the classroom and here in your your home away from home, your TSL studio, guys.
1: Absolutely. All right, that's Bill Roth. We're going to step aside for just a moment on TSL today. When we come back, David Cunningham joins the show, and we're going to get into the details of this Virginia Tech-Duke matchup inside the castle. Welcome back, Hokie Nation. Thanks so much for being with us today on TSL Today. New crew joining us on the set. Across the way, Nick Brown. Behind the scenes, Carter Hill. And now we bring on our expert, David Cunningham, uh, to preview this Virginia Tech-Duke matchup. David, Virginia Tech opens up two and a half point favorites at home against the Duke Blue Devils. This is a Duke Blue Devil team coming in 14 and five on the season, five and three in conference play. But a lot of people are saying this is one of the weaker Blue Devil teams that we have seen in the last handful of years.
3: Yeah, I think the 2019 twenty team or the twenty twenty one team, um one or two of those teams in there. The one with weekend. Matthew Hurt. Yeah, one of those okay. one of those teams wasn't very good. That was the f- only time Mike Youngs beat Duke in Castle. Um, but I don't think – I mean, this Duke team is, is young, and I think that's the big reason why. Um, it's not like there's a Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett that are making plays constantly. Now, what they do have is they've got a trio of old guys. They've got Jeremy Roach point guard. And then they've got two grad students um, who kind of make up this core of this team. So it's a kind of balance. It's an interesting balance of of faces, right? You've got three older guys and then the rest of the team is pretty much freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this is a Duke team that they're good, but they're beatable. And Duke barely escaped on Saturday with a win over Miami. It was a two-point win in Cameron Indoor. Won three of its last four. The loss came at Clemson, which, of course, is where Virginia Tech lost on Saturday. So, you know, th- this Duke team is is beatable, um, but there are going to be some interesting keys to the game. And, uh, you know, Virginia Tech is is good against Duke in recent history in Blacksburg. Won four of the last five. Yeah. So And the Hokies won the last meeting, which, of course, came in the ACC Championship game in Brooklyn.
4: I think the biggest thing on this Duke team that People, I guess, if if you just follow Duke basketball briefly like all of college basketball does, you know Kyle Filipowski is the star freshman for him. So that could be Justin Mutz's assignment
3: today? I would assume so, or I, I would assume that they'll put Mutz on him. But I'd be curious because Clemson actually went after Mutz. Yeah. And Mutz got exposed a little bit. And I'd be curious to see how they guard Filipowski. Um He's really dangerous on the glass. Averages 9.5 rebounds per game, which is top 5 in the conference. Duke is the best rebounding team in the conference. Mm -hmm. That is going to be key. Rebounding is going to be key. Now, Tech, they're top 30, 40 in the country in offensive rebounds. Um, Duke is. Tech allows the third lowest, fewest margin in in the ACC. So that's a plus. Um, Tech's going to be good on the glass. But, yes, I think... Who guards Kyle Filipowski? Or whether they use a kind of a, a trio of of Lynn Kidd, Grant Bazilli, Malaysia Poti? I think the interesting question is, do you really want to... Do you want to trust Justin Mutz? Or do you want to trust a trio of guys? Because it's likely that one or the other is going to end up at foul trouble at some point. And wh- which, one, which one do you want to have on the floor? And I think... In a lot of games, we've seen guy like Grant Pizzilli get in foul trouble. Yeah, so uh, how Tech balances, how Mike Young balances that is going to be really interesting. And they've got some other tall guys too, like Derek Lively. Is, is just one example.
1: Yeah, one thing that and you brought it up uh, that that sticks out like a sore thumb uh, when you look at the paper here uh, is Duke has a serious height advantage at about every single position uh, over Virginia Tech. Going through their starting lineup, uh, Tyrese Proctor six five, which Jeremy Roach uh, might start. I'm not sure. Proctor has started the last couple. Roach played against Miami, but Proctor did start that game. Uh, so Roach missed three games. He is back from injury, uh, but he did not start against Miami. Um, so for whatever that's worth. Um that that's something to look out for tonight. Uh Dariq Whitehead six seven. Mark Mitchell six eight. Ryan Young six ten. Kyle Filipowski, seven foot. Um coming off the bench, Jacob Grandinson is six six. And then when you compare that to Tech, Tech's tallest player on the floor in the starting lineup's gonna be Grant Basili at six nine. I mean, there's a serious height advantage. Lynn Kidd's their tallest player at six ten. I mean, Duke's just got an advantage there. How much do you think that could play a factor into this game?
3: I think it'll be big. Um all right, Tech's gonna have to limit them in the paint. I mean, this Duke team is okay from three.
1: Um They're actually one you, of the they're about, let's see, they are 13th in the league in three point percentage. Yeah,
3: I mean, this team, this Duke team's okay. There have been better Duke three-point shooting teams, and John Shire was probably a part of them. Um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, this matchup's very interesting <clears throat> because I think a lot of it will come down to what Virginia Tech does on the offensive end. Um I think I think unlike the Duke. Uh, I'm well. A little, I I think it could go it could go to go one of two ways. It could be a lot like the Clemson game where it's just a defensive standoff for the entire time. Um, but I feel like it's due for a little bit of an open game where where shots are going down. I think Duke's offense, um, Duke's offense is going to be really interesting to see how everything matches up because if Virginia Tech ends up in foul trouble, you know this game could. Could turn on its side real quick. Um, but Duke's defense is pretty good too. This is going to be a good defensive battle. Um, but I feel like Virginia Tech is kind of due for a good offensive outing. Um, played well on offense against Virginia, kind of slumped a little bit, especially in the second half against Clemson on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how these guys match up. Um, I think how Tech deals with the height, like, what are you going to do? Sean Padula is going to be guarded by a guy that's probably got two to five inches on him, right? That's saying a lot. Um, but this, I mean, it's not a whole lot different from this Virginia from a Virginia Tech team that beat Duke in the ACC Tournament Final back in March of last year, yeah. right? Duke naturally has talent, and a lot of those guys are, are bigger. Um, it would not surprise me if, you know, Tech matches up perfectly fine.
4: Uh, that's, uh, that's basically the Duke breakdown right there. Uh, I've, you know... <laughs> There's a lot of Duke fans that well, you can say almost all of them did not go to Duke, but there's a lot in the New River Valley. So uh, I've been telling a lot of my friends who have never been to a Tech Duke game before to expect kind of a 60, 40 crowd with a lot of Duke people on. Duke you, also
3: travels well. Well, well travel,
4: uh, they travel from Roanoke
3: yeah,
4: <laughs> uh, yeah. in Christiansburg. But uh, the biggest thing, talking to a lot of those Duke fans, uh, unfortunately, my girlfriend's family is one of those Duke families. And they all said that this is just kind of one of those, you know, it's so weird with the uh, one-and-dones, ups-and-downs, ups-and-downs, and you said that this is one of the weaker teams kind of like in 2019. Derek Lively was the third-highest-rated recruit in the country. He doesn't start.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> has not been playing. Well, but you know who has? Kyle Filipowski. And there, exactly. there are a lot of – that's the thing, man. It takes so long for these these freshmen to, to kind of get acclimated and get used to just college and – Get used to the offensive system and you know, we've seen Derek lively. He just hasn't produced at, at much of a high clip Kyle Filipowski has and, and there have been other freshmen Proctor. Is it a good example who have and I think it, it's it's very curious because This is a young team that has its moments And I think it, it kind of happens with a lot of the young Duke teams, right? Yeah. A lot of just young teams in general you play some really good basketball in stretches, and then you go through some stretches where it's what the heck is going on. So, which Duke team are we going to see tonight? Are we going to see a Duke team that plays very well? And I, I will say, when Duke has Jeremy Roach on the court, it's a completely different Duke team. Oh yeah. So, if Jer, assuming Jeremy Roach is going to play, you're probably going to see a solid, a better Duke team than usual. Um, Roach is probably going to be the X factor. Especially for, for for Duke specifically. Just because the way he controls the game. Um, he, he's the veteran presence. And Duke has talent. Duke has guys that can play good defense and make shots, but he's the engine. Um, and I think you know, Sean Padula has to have a really good game for Virginia Tech on the other side because you know, Padula was average against Clemson and Clemson was missing Chase Hunter starting point guard yeah Kihei Clark had Sean Padula's number in Charlottesville this is a, a moment big Monday game for Sean Padula you know can he step up and and kind of meet those expectations play like everybody expects him to play David can we get a score
1: prediction out of you uh, for tonight
3: no oh, score prediction Um, it's hard in basketball I know really hard 67 basketball. to 65 Duke Oh man! He and I will the say, hammer. if Tech fans
4: are worried about Duke coming in seeking revenge for that ACC title, none no, of these none guys of were here last <laughs> year. Literally, Roach. Yeah. you're not going to recognize a single guy except Jeremy Roach on that court tomorrow yeah. Yeah. Or, or tonight.
1: I mean, that's how Duke is.
4: Yeah, I, I do
3: think it'll be it'll be an interesting battle. It'll be the first game back for all the students. I think it should be a great atmosphere, and most Tech Duke games in camera er, oh. in, in Castle Coliseum are. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I think it'll be down to the wire. I I mean I just it's kind of one of those things tech I, I think I, I my gut tells me that, that tech has a chance and I think tech has a good chance to get back over the hump. But Duke is good and I think a lot I think a lot of it depends on what kind of Duke team shows up. If we get a a, a Duke team that looks like a bunch of freshmen, it's gonna be favorable game for Virginia Tech if Duke plays like you know the talented team that it can it's going to be an interesting night so I think it could go either way but I think Duke is the more talented team David, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on.
1: All right, that wraps things up today. On TSL Today, enjoy the game tonight. 7 o'clock tip-off inside Castle Coliseum. It's a blackout, so definitely be sure to wear your black Virginia Tech attire. Be loud, be proud. Go Hokies, as always. We'll see you next time. TSL Today, signing off. I'm Giovanni Heater.